You're listening to Radio Influence. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing this week? Listen, listen, man, listen, it's good to be back. Uh, I had off last week, but I didn't really have off. You know, you never really have off, but that's all good because I love my job. I love my career. I love my industry. And I had the privilege of visiting for the first time in my life. And I'm sure it will not be the last. Your boy, Black Moses, went down to Bama. Your boy, Black Moses, was in Birmingham, Alabama, and I had the privilege, the privilege of checking out the Barber Motorsports Vintage Museum and Barber Motorsports Park. Let me let me tell you something. If if there is nothing that you do in this life and you are a motorcycle enthusiast, if you are a rider, if you are someone who appreciates museums and just uh, so you know I can understand I didn't understand it before I went before I visited the museum how some people would get emotional when talking about Barber I mean I get it now I didn't get it before but I get it now like you just have to you have to make a trip down to Birmingham to check out not just the museum and not just the track, but it's the total experience, the total experience. Uh, I was down there testing the brand new 2020 BMW S1000RR for an upcoming first ride review and Sport Bikes Inc. magazine. So, I, yeah, I know it sucks to be me, but... <laughs> Is that that is where the testing was. And shout out to BMW Motorrad USA for the invite to come down and check it out. Uh, and make sure you check out the article when it comes out uh, in in a few weeks. <laughs> in a few weeks, the new issue will drop and it will have the first ride review of the 2020 BMW S1000RR. Shout out to my boy, uh, Mark Boucher. Brother Boucher, and shout out to my boy, Nate Kern. Um, and thank you to everybody at the, 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 the I'm so excited, the facility, I take a week off, I forget how to talk, the facilities at the museum and at the track itself uh, for the Southern, Southern hospitality uh, and just everything was just, you know, it was, it was a great experience, but, you know, testing the bike aside uh, just the the being in amongst surrounded by that number of bikes, that number of motorcycles and the quality and the history. It, I get it. I didn't get it before. But Black Moses gets it now. How people get emotional about that museum. It's something special. Uh, I did not, I was emotionally unprepared for the onslaught of, you know, just, just, oh my God, there was not a, you know, you take pictures, you take pictures, you know, you pull out, everybody pulls out their phone and whatever, and you take a couple pictures. 
And you know, sometimes I've felt in my in my life, you know, you've been in situations where you want to take a photo of something and you hope it turns out great. And there is not a bad angle in that museum. Every picture that you take is a winner because there's something in every aspect, the layout of it, the way the displays are, the way the bikes are presented. Everything's a photo shoot. Everything's a photo shoot. Every bike is presented in the best way that it could be from every angle. There is, you cannot take, Black Moses is making a statement. You can, in the, as regarding the Barber Vintage Motorcycle Museum, you cannot take a bad photograph of a motorcycle in that museum. It's all grand. It's all gravy. That place is amazing. I'm going back. I'm going back. I might make it. Oh, and the Barber uh, Vintage Fest is in October. So that, whoa. Your boy Black Moses, I believe it's in October. Somebody uh, hit me up on the DM or uh, IM me. Let me know all the details of it because your boy Black Moses will be in the building. That place is electric. You can hear the excitement in my voice. So thank you to BMW Motorrad USA. Thank you to Barber, uh, the museum and the track for the opportunity, the experience and the hospitality. Uh, Your boy Black Moses had a ball, had a ball. Thank you. Moving on, moving on. I wanted to make sure that everybody is checking out Sport Bikes Inc. magazine. It's my free online publication uh, full of lifestyle articles, uh, product reviews, bike reviews, uh, know-hows, do-it-yourself stuff. Everything that's related to motorcycles, the lifestyle thereof, please check it out. You'll enjoy it. You can find it online for free at www.sportbikesincmag.com and that's sportbikesincmag.com. Please make sure that you, you know, if you love your boy, and I think you do, check out the magazine. Black Moses appreciates it. Black Moses appreciates you. Also, in the same vein, people have been asking me, where can they get Sport Bikes Inc. apparel, SBI gear. And we've got some T-shirts and we've got some tanks and some hats and some patches. So please, it's if you go to sportbikesincmag.com, there is a link up top for the store. And you can go there and you can, you know, it'll link you right to the store where you can make your purchases, uh, hopefully multiple purchases. Uh, From here on out until I change my mind, shipping is free. So just I'll take care of shipping as long as in the continental U.S. Uh, But if you see something on there that you like, yeah, support your boy, support the magazine, Sport Bikes Inc. Mag. Um, Also, also, you can go directly to the site at www.sportbikesinc.com mag.shop so it's just like the magazine but instead of .com it's shop at the end www.sportbikesincmag.shop you dig welcome to life in the fast lane y'all let's ride you may have seen my guest for this week's episode hosting the show all girls garage 
or hosting the Barrett Jackson Live Auto Auction. You may have seen her reporting live from the X Games or Supercross or a number of road racing programs on TV. Later this year, you can catch her on the Motor Trend channel as a member of the cast of Garage Squad. Please welcome the life in the fast lane, Christy Lee. How are you, buddy? It's so good to talk to you. It's so good to talk to you, too. I am, uh, I'm slammed, but (laughs) life is great. I can't complain. (laughs) You know what? It's better to be busy than not, right? This is true. This is true. Now, listen, listen, you and I go back a couple of years, but you're one of those people in my life that I feel I've we've I feel like we've known each other longer than we've actual actually known each other. Does that make sense? Yeah, we're like we're like soulmates. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what that is? We, we that's the definition of family friend type thing. You know what I mean? Because we don't <laughs> see each other that often, but when we see each other. It's like we pick up like we never dropped off. Like it could have been yesterday. You know, that's what great friends are for. Facts. Facts. Listen, I love it. I love I love I love it as well. I love it as well. So listen, listen, you you know, you are doing so much in everything, motorcycles and cars, you know, but life in the fast lane is about motorcycles. So we're going to touch on your motorcycle life. Today, we might sprinkle some four wheel activity in throughout the conversation. <laughs> it's, it's permissed. It's permissed. Yes, okay. you know, but for the for the for the general gist of the episode, we're going to be talking about motorcycles um, because that's how you and I met. We met. Was it? I'm going to try to guess that <gasps> you do, don't remember our wait, first meeting oh, how dare you okay wait i tell you what watch this watch this of course i remember but why don't you tell me how you remember it oh you're gonna flip it on me yes okay. unless you know let, let me see if you remember i know what i know let's see what you know i feel like we met for the first time at indianapolis moto gp like indy gp was it like Indie GP, maybe like the Red Bull party? We were like hanging out, you know, not drinking adult beverages because we're, you know, the utmost of professionalism. So we were drinking iced tea at the bar or something. Now, wait, wait now, now, are you asking me or are you telling me? I'm not, I'm not sure it is. Any See, of that, exactly. Like, That's my point. But you know what, though? Some, you know, good friends, sometimes it doesn't matter you know how we met or when and where it's just like you know it was the it was the gel we we gelled like like magellan that's what we did but from my memory my memory i thought it was at one of the ims stops oh maybe it was i maybe it was at ims it was an ims tour and you were a spokesperson for it could have been triumph it could have been bmw and i think i think that's that was the atmosphere in which we met okay okay but being you know but being being solely connected you know obviously we met somewhere in the cosmos many many light year ago (laughs) you know if you want to get harmonically you know like with the universally supersonic (laughs) with it we can go that route, you know, but I think, 
That's I the route think, I was going, for yeah, sure. Well, you know, for sure. <laughs> Keeping it 100. Keeping it 100 with your boy. So, oh. but but from that time that we met, you know, I've watched you. And, you know, I can't say, I don't like using the word fan because that's short for fanatic. But I'm definitely in awe. And I, I, I'm in awe of all that you are doing, representing the motorcycle industry, uh, representing, and I don't want to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say representing women. I dig how you represent the human spirit. What you do to me transcends gender. And, you know, I know there's parts of the conversation to be had about that, but I think what you're doing uh, and how you do it, it's, you know, it's a representation of the human spirit for gearheads. Does that make well, sense? Well, I mean, I was going to ask you to be part of my fan club, but now oh. I'm not. So. Well, see, you know what? Wait. <laughs> I was funny because I was going to ask you to be part of my fan club, too. So <laughs> I don't have an awe club yet. I love it. Oh. Love it. <laughs> <In awe. laughs> not yet. Just uh, on the way. Yes. <laughs> but, what, but what do you think about that? Like, what do you what, what, you know? Let's back it up. Let's back it up. What is give us a little bit of your history. Originally, you're from Florida, correct? Yes, I'm from the Daytona Beach area. Okay. And then how did we get to, uh, I think, are you still in the Detroit area? I am. I'm still in the Motor City. How did that happen? (laughs) How how did that happen? Um, Well, I just woke up one morning and said, you know what? Florida is just so beautiful and these beaches are just so gorgeous. (laughs) Why don't I just move somewhere that's like frigid cold all winter? That sounds better, right? Makes sense. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I actually moved to Detroit 15 years ago to invest in real estate, of all things. Really? Yeah, I picked up and left um, my entire life in sunny, beautiful Daytona. I sold my motorcycle (laughs) and uh, I packed my bags and moved to Detroit. And, uh, you know, I I flipped houses for a while. It was um, it was fun. It certainly isn't glamorous like you see on TV. Mm. Um, You know, I made a little money. I lost a lot of money and uh, I learned a lot. And uh, yeah, that's what brought me to Detroit. And then I just loved Michigan so much. I've been there for 15 years now. I had no idea. I honestly thought that that story was going to go something like, okay, I moved to from Daytona to Detroit because of cars and automobiles. <laughs> that's in my mind. That was the only reason to leave yeah. sunny Florida. Nope. Nope. Move there to my houses. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's look, look, I'm learning. I'm learning about my friend. This is good. This is good. So <laughs> what you said, you sold your motorcycle. What was your, what was, what motorcycle did you sell? Oh my gosh. I had a 1996 Kawasaki ZX6E. It's very important to note the E because it wasn't the super cool ZX6 that everybody was ripping around on their Ninja. Mine still was a Ninja. It was still Mm. ZX6, but the E made it like the touring version. Okay. And I nicknamed it Shamu because it was huge. (laughs) (laughs) And my little 5'2 self as a brand new super green total squid rider (laughs) bought this giant motorcycle and it was all I could afford. I scraped together every penny I owned to buy this bike. And I mean, I dropped it so many times. Wow. Sometimes that's what first bikes are for. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I dropped. Was that your first bike? That was my very first motorcycle. 
But you, but you've been around. How did you get into motorcycles? Was this something that are you? Well, I don't want to, you know, without being too personal. Are are there older brothers and or sisters? Was there someone in your life that in that had some type of motorcycle impact or effect on you? I blame everything on my father. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't remember it because I was so young, but there is actual photographic evidence of me on his dirt bike when I was a very small child. Oh, so, wow. you know, he'd get the dirt bikes out and go rip around with his buddies. And then like part of his riding experience was, he, you know, daddy, daddy, you got to take me out <laughs> on the bike. So I guess like I would beg him and he'd, you know, go rip around in the yard and like maybe first or second gear at a very slow speed with his three-year-old dog daughter on the on the gas tank and cruise around for a little bit a little bit of brapping and then kick me off and go out and actually ride the trails with his friends but uh you know that that bike gene was in me at a very very young age from small things small beginnings you know great things great things happen so your first bike was shamu no disrespect um (laughs) no shade Not at all. (laughs) So you you sold Shamu to move to the Detroit area to flip houses. How how do we get from flipping houses then? This is this is I'm learning. I'm I love when I'm learning. How do we get from flipping houses in Detroit to seeing you on TV just about everywhere? How? (laughs) <laughs> I will give you the like shortest version of that possible. Or, or take it do as you wish. <laughs> this is your episode. Do as you wish. I have had so many jobs. It's just totally crazy. But yeah, I flipped houses. I was a waitress at the same time. So like I was waiting tables, uh, making really great money doing that. And, you know, obviously that's not long term. And unfortunately, as I'm sure many people experienced, the economy took a nosedive in 2008, as did my real estate uh, investing business. Um, You know, so I stayed waiting tables. And then um, I've always been in in dance, actually, like since I was a little kid. And um, I danced for the NBA Detroit. Pistons team as a uh, MBA dancer. Um, So I kind of got into that like entertainment industry and um, we weren't cheerleaders because there was a cheerleading team as well. So the NBA dancers take it very personal because there's the dancers and then there's the cheerleaders and there's a big difference. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So I did that and I got, like I said, the uh, entertainment bug and and then, um, you know, I started doing some auditions and some gigs. Um, I started, uh, like looking around and I found a great opportunity. There was a contest locally in Detroit for a local rock radio station and they were looking for like a yearly spokes girl um, to kind of represent the station. You got a $40,000 salary if you hmm. won. Um, you know, you got airtime every day, afternoon drive reporting the traffic and it was a contest and voting was involved and I, you know, I auditioned, went for the contest and every round there was voting and I reached deep into my motorcycling community. <laughs> and to this day, I am convinced that my Detroit Sport Bikes Bike Club that I was a member of and um, we're a motorcycle road racing. Wait <laughs> a minute. You were, wait, 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 wait. Pause, pause. You, were, you were in a club? An MC? Yes. Yeah, I well, was um, in Detroit Sport Bikes Club. Interesting. Long time ago. Long time ago. What? And the the band broke up, so there was no more club. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So I reached deep into that group, and uh, all all of those guys, my my moto family, um, hooked me up with boats. I won the contest, so I had a one year stint as a 
afternoon drive traffic reporter and radio station spokes girl for 101 WRIF The Riff. And uh, then I stuck around there and did a couple years in radio. So that's when my broadcasting chops really started. <laughs> that's awesome. That's like a great, you know, like background story. You can't really call it background. It's just part of your journey. Because, I mean, like you, anybody listening right now to Life in the Fast Lane, you understand this, that Christy Lee, it, you know, first of all, I know you have a last name, but I don't know what it is. But the fact of the matter is that you don't need a last name. And we we are friends. We're tight. We're buddies. We're like bro and sis. I don't know what your last name is. I don't need to know what your last name is. But if you're listening to the show right now. I'm not quite like Madonna or Cheryl. No, it's like, okay. I you got two names. Yet. It's okay. When you start, when you drop the lean. Okay, You'll and know. just go to Christy. You won't even. Talk. I won't be able to get next to you. I won't. I'll be like, "Hey, Christy, remember me?" They're like security. So, <laughs> but you know, it's it's just it's great to hear like that part of what ultimately you know moved you moved you along in your in your journey in your, in your career. But I have a question though. You got rid of Shamu, but then you were in a club. So what were you riding? When you were in the club. Well, let me just tell you. Please, we're waiting. I had (laughs) probably one of the most clapped out bikes ever, but it got the job done. So that's all that matters. So I couldn't afford to have a track bike and a street bike. So I had like a track slash street bike. So I bought a 99 Yamaha R6 and it was fully decked out for the track. And then I did everything that I possibly could to rig it up to make it street legal. I mean, I had hodgepodge mismatched fairings that I bought off eBay and zip tied all of them together just to get it. So it was like it was like a project. It was a craft project every time I wanted to ride it on the street. And (laughs) I'm just envisioning together. Yeah, piece together like what little pieces of the wiring harness were still left just so I could get like some kind of headlights rigged up there. And yeah, I mean, I had like a street bike and a track bike. So it was at the, the same damn time. At the same yeah. damn and let, time. <laughs> and let sorry. me just tell you, I told you I did that that contest for the radio station and it was based on voting. I will never forget the first time that I rolled up to one of the events. And, you know, there was like 20 other women at that point competing for this job. Like, you know, it had been the elimination process. And there was like the top 20 girls. And I roll up at the event on my janky R6. (laughs) (laughs) And those girls wanted to kill me because they're like, damn, she just rolled up on a motorcycle and a sport bike. (laughs) Okay, what, now what was, it had to have had a name, correct? I don't think I named the R6. No, I didn't. Maybe it didn't need one. It just, it it just was. It just was. Yeah, I didn't name that one. Like it was just, yeah, like I loved that bike. I loved that bike. And that was a bike that I had wanted for so, so long. And obviously, you know, it was a 99. So I couldn't, uh, <laughs> I couldn't afford it when it first came out. So I had to wait a few years. Well, you know but, what though? Uh, Good things come to those who wait and you got it when you got it, when you could. I did. I did. And it was, it was a good bike to me. I mean, it broke down a couple of times. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but, but it generally, generally got me where I needed to go. <laughs> you know, now, okay. So how do I'm, you know, I don't want to keep asking, how do we get, because it's such a, you can't, there is no straight line here. There's no straight line and I'm learning. I'm, I'm being educated about my friend, but now we're on, can we talk about all girls garage? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me I, tell uh, you something. When I see this, the position that I'm in, the position of Black Moses, when I turn on TV, okay, when I I don't I don't necessarily watch, you know, TV a lot, but when I do watch television, and I turn on a program, a show, the joy of being able to say, I know her. The joy of being able to say, that's my friend. The joy of being able to text you, hey, new episode looks great. You know, that's just part of the joy of, of my network, of, of my friends, my social network. And I got to tell you, I did not watch All Girls Garage until I knew that you were on it. And maybe, you know, that that was a very that was a very turning that was a good turning point for me because I started to really appreciate you as far as your hosting talents and your on camera personality, because there's a difference than, you know, being at events and speaking in and emceeing and, and, you know, representing companies at events and trade shows. There's a difference, I think. But when you're on camera, that has a different dimension. And I was I was really impressed with just everything that you were doing and, and, and you know your stuff you know your stuff <laughs> I can tell I, I, I feel like sometimes that I'm watching and I'm not going to name names because this life in the fast lane is about positivity but I've watched programs where you can see that maybe the host or a person or, is kind of running lines and they're trying to remember certain things or certain talking points that they're supposed to hit on with you it seems it's very natural. It's very flowing. And it just because, you know, your stuff and that's great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, you definitely sound like you're a fanatic, but <laughs> hey, hey, hey. before I mean, before this episode is over, I just might be the founder and president of the Christy Lee fan club. Maybe the first ever member. Yes. Of the Christy Lee fan Population. Club. I'm going to send you all kinds of stuff. Please. All the swag has got to be fantastic. I yeah, can't we're gonna wait. get you like a plaque, maybe a poster, oh, like all kinds it. of good things. Maybe even a sash, like well, you know, president you, of Christy Lee fan club. Don't toy with me. <laughs> I will be at. I will be walking around Laguna Seca with my badge and everything, just walking around <laughs> representing. Okay, oh, that's how that will I love work. It. I, I mean, you know, All Girls Garage has been like, it's been an awesome show. Like we do some really, we do some really great projects and, you know, I definitely feel right at home. I mean, it, it's a set, it's not a functioning garage. So it's not like a lot of reality TV shows where you just kind of tune in and it's someone's shop and they just happen to have cameras rolling. Um, you know, it's a how-to show. So we're kind of trying to show just some different projects, uh, maybe give you a few tips and tricks along the way and show you a variety of different projects too. So it, it's been not only a fun ride for me because I feel so home in the garage or so at home in the garage, but you know, it's also been a great learning experience for me, uh, on the show. I mean, I never had worked on a 67 Shelby GT 500 before Really, <laughs> I was on that show. No, of course not. Like my dad was a mechanic. My mom was a teacher. Like we didn't have <laughs> cars like that when I was growing up. So, <laughs> you know, like I've gotten to do some really cool projects because of that show. Like I've gotten my hands in things that I probably never would have. Well, obviously your experience in being a gearhead comes 
something. I mean, if you could, if you could jerry rig a bike to be street and track at the same damn time, it was beautiful. You know, you know how to turn a wrench. But was there any formal education, or was it more just like hanging around with your folks or your dad, your uncles, aunts, whoever was in the garage at the time, and just picking up what they were laying down? Was that how it was? Yeah, it's more it's more like that for sure. Like I don't have a technical degree. I don't I'm not like, you know, ASC certified mechanic or anything. You know, I didn't work at a dealership. I don't have that kind of technical background. I've always kind of referred to myself as like a, you know, I'm I'm a garage mechanic or a DIYer, you know. It's yeah. it's being comfortable in the garage environment, being comfortable with tools, knowing how to use them, knowing what tools to use and just knowing like for the most part anything that's uh, mechanically operated, you can just get in there and figure it out along the way. And you know, I have my limitations. I mean, I'm not like a master welder or anything. So, you know, there's always stuff that I'm still learning and you know, things that I want to add to my repertoire of of mechanicing. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it's it's, you know, that's that's how I usually describe myself as like, you know, the garage mechanic it, the old school way to refer to that would be the shade tree mechanic <laughs> Andrew, i like that the shade tree mechanic i like yeah it. now listen <laughs> shifting gears here see what i did shifting oh gears. i see what you see did what there I, did. I like it like moses is smooth with it um so let's i want to i wanted to get your thoughts on you know lately i would say in the last few years the concept of the influencer or brand ambassador in in terms in the on the platform of social media it's become very prevalent and there's you know it's and and it's polarizing people have very strong opinions pro and con what are your thoughts on in the motorcycle industry what I affectionately refer to as the rise of the influencer slash brand ambassador you like that? I make yeah, everything like sound it. dramatic. I know. It, <laughs> it does. It In sounds world like you're like where there ready is to... an influencer. <laughs> it sounds like it's like ready to be like a Netflix movie or something I'm, like, you I'm know, new Netflix original. The Netflix, rise if you're listening, holla at your boy. Black Moses is available. Let's get it. So <laughs> call me up anytime. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, social media is huge. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, flashback, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, like, uh, whenever Facebook rolled around. Um, I mean, I hated it at first because I'm like, I'm a social person. I think you know what that's like. You know, I yeah. like to talk to people. I want to interact with people. I want to be involved with them. And and those are the relationships that you create and nourish and, and grow over the years. And that's what's cool about getting to know other people. And, like, to me, social media at first was just so, like, stale and vapid and just you know, people behind a, a computer screen, just like typing things. And, you know, then it opened up the floodgates for all this negativity. People mm -hmm. just have, you know, no barriers to hold them back to say whatever they want to say. But it's like social media has just developed into this like really, really awesome thing for me where it really is all about being social. Like yeah. I am such a social butterfly on social media. It's <laughs> crazy. I can't tell you how many people I've created relationships with, how many people I've met on social media that I've never met in person. And then you actually meet them in person and it's just like, oh, is this your Instagram handle? Oh my God, it's so nice <laughs> to meet you. you know? <laughs> and it's like, you've had all these conversations. You've had this like glimpse into their life and you feel like you already kind of know them, but you totally don't because 
because that's just the glimpse they're willing to show you. Right. But you do because it's this so- social aspect that's been introduced to everybody. So, like, I mean, I, I have to say I've, like, completely flipped. You know, I did a 180 on social media. Like, I actually really love it now. I wow. mean, it's a, it's a lot of work for me personally. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I love it because it's a chance to really become social with all of these peoples and companies and brands and products and, and things that you'd never have access to on like an everyday basis in, in really any capacity. It's all there, like at your fingertips, on your cell phone, on your laptop. Like that's just, that's such a cool thing to have that great of a reach. So it's a, would you say that it is a tool for, in terms of our industry specifically, the motorcycle industry, it's a tool, correct? That can, I put it like this. I feel sometimes when I use the term tool, I, I think of a hammer. You know, a hammer can build a house or it can knock one down. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. you know, and when you touched on sometimes, you know, the negativity that is broadcast through social media and what I call the keyboard, you know, uh, gangsters, the keyboard gangsters, everybody. (laughs) I call them the trolls. The trolls. Everybody can type tough. You know what I mean? You are, you're hitting that keyboard super tough and you're banging it. But in real life, (laughs) you know, I'm a keyboard gangster. You never say that to my face, but you're willing to post it in the comments. (laughs) But, but, you know, and that's my thing where it's kind of like, in, in, in my in my journey, I've heard and seen plenty of things. And I've realized that sometimes people will just say things because they want to say them. No rhyme or reason other than the fact that maybe they want some attention. And so what what they'll do is they will find an opportunity to just throw a wrench into the works and just to see if somebody you know, says something in re- in response to them if there is a retort. But that negativity, though, it's just us. Uh, like, can we just get on with it? Let's just be positive. Let's just get down with the get down. Let's go ride our bikes, drive our cars, and be awesome people. That's my take on it. How do you yeah. deal with the trolls? <laughs> I mean, I completely agree with you saying that social media is a tool and it can, it can be a tool that's multifaceted for many different people in many different ways. You know, you know, you and I are using it as a tool to link us to the motorcycle industries, the motorcycle heartbeat, like what's happening in that world. That's part of it. You know, other people use it as a tool in, in many different ways. Um, you know, it, it definitely doesn't stretch beyond that to me, like as something that's very personal. So as much as like, you know, the quote unquote trolls or keyboard heroes, you know, get to me sometimes. I also, you know, take all of that with a grain of salt that, you know, it's just social media. Like I can't take it too hard. And it's interesting to look around on some of like the bigger pages, like the, you know, really active pages with, you know, 5.7 million followers <laughs> and stuff and how people, like you said, they just go in there and they just throw a wrench in there and try to see what happens and make this real terrible a-hole comment and just see like how they can just stir the pot and really get it fired up. And I mean, you know, whatever, if that floats your boat and that's what helps you sleep at night, like it's your own prerogative. But generally that stuff doesn't bother me so much because I don't involve myself with it. But, you know, I get some of that on my social pages and in things that I am a little bit you know, closer to. And that's the stuff that like, it's hard not to feel like you're getting brought down by it because 
that negativity, it just, it's like, really? Like you had nothing better to do today except send me a private message on Instagram to tell me how (laughs) awful I was at this event. You know, it's like, that was your day. That was your day. (laughs) Like that's your day. Like how's your life that that is, you know, that's your day. Wow. (laughs) Like I don't expect everybody to love me, especially being on the front line. You know, like I'm on TV, I'm at events. How could they not? How could they not? Yeah. Well, come on. I mean, I don't love like every single actress and actor that's out there. You have some you love more. You have some you don't like as much. Like I get it. That's part of the game. But you don't need to send me a message to tell me that. Right? <laughs> like, that's your day. <laughs> that's your day. Like, you got nothing else going on. Like, I oh might my start bar- I, I think I'm going to have to borrow that because that kind of sums it up. Like, that's your day. That's what that's, you did today. That's what Yeah. You- like, someone woke up in the morning and said, you know what? That Christy Lee? Mm-mm, no, she didn't. I'm going to send her a message. Ooh, like, I tell you what. The moment, really? that you, the moment that you drop the Lee and just go, <laughs> Christy. Oh, the haters will come for you. How dare you drop the lead? Oh, God. Yeah, I don't think I'm stepping into Madonna status anytime soon. Madonna, Cher, anyone else with a single note name. Listen, (laughs) you and I shared an Instagram moment. One of the highlights of, was it two years ago? For me. Oh, God, I think I know what this is. Okay. So what, okay, what, what what do you think it is? Wasn't this when you were trying to show me how to floss yes. in my leathers yes. at Laguna? Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> and yes. I failed miserably. <laughs> Listen, you weren't that bad. I've seen worse, okay? <laughs> Listen, list, listeners Classic. of Life in the Fast Lane, I will repost this on my Mr. Black Moses Instagram account, okay? <laughs> It is an epic. It was, you know what that was? That was a great day where (laughs) we were And shout out to Pirelli. Shout out to Pirelli for always looking out for us and inviting us to their VIP track day uh, at the World Superbike in Monterey. uh, It's Mazda Weather Tech Laguna Seca track now. I want to get that right. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but this particular day, it. The visibility was crap and the conditions weren't necessarily great for riding in the morning part. So while we were waiting for visibility to clear up and, you know, the track to go hot, it was just occupy ourselves. And there was maybe what, maybe 100 people there in total. Oh, yeah. 100 board people. 100 board people. (laughs) So but there was a DJ there. And, you know, after a certain amount of time, it's like, look, if this is our day, (laughs) that we're here (laughs) in California (laughs) at the track, just waiting for waiting to ride. There's worse ways to spend the morning. So uh, I don't know how how did that start? The music was going. And were you trying to do it on your own? And did I did I take pity on you and say, <laughs> baby girl? I think, you, I think you saw me and came from across the paddock like, oh, God, let me help her. <laughs> I don't know what was worse, the fact that I couldn't do it or the fact that my leathers were hanging down like, you by my do butt. It, though. You did do it, though. You did do it. And the big, awkward, leather-padded arms of your full leathers were, like, <laughs> swinging around. It's just terrible. <laughs> but visually, it's great comedy. Visually, oh, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, we left. We left hard about that. <laughs> and then I think I tried to double up, and I actually, I think I did it with the tires. 
Yes. Yes. Yes, you did. It was that like was, the perfect Pirelli oh promotion. Like I'm flossing with the Pirelli. Exactly. <laughs> black. That's how Black Moses gets down. Um, <laughs> I love it. Oh that my God. was such a great day, and that was um, that was our day. Um, and then, of course, the sun came out <laughs> after lunch, and we rode, and it was fantastic. And you know, it's you know, we live a charmed life, and I never. I don't take it for granted, and I know you don't take it for granted, but it's a very cool thing that we get to do. Our days are pretty damn cool. I have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there could be worse things to do. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like riding motorcycles around and reviewing bikes and like hanging out with other cool bike people. Like, yeah, I've done worse things. (laughs) It's a a good life. Yeah. Like move from Florida to Detroit to flip houses. Right. Like that. Listen, listen, I don't want to take up all of your time, but you've listened to the show before, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know that every episode I ask my guest a Super Bowl series of questions, kind of rapid fire. uh, You know, usually I ask three questions, sometimes four. But it's, you know, it's rapid response. I throw it out. You give me your what comes to your mind. What comes to your mind first? All right, I'm ready. ready. Are you prepared? (laughs) I'm prepared. Okay. Question number one. Tupac or Biggie? Oh, Tupac. Sorry, Biggie. (laughs) No. You're a Pac fan? Yeah. (laughs) Really? You know what? And it's all, there are no wrong answers, but for some reason, I thought you would have been a Biggie fan. Definitely a Tupac over Biggie. Tell me why. <laughs> there sounds like there's a story right there. Can you can you s- summarize real quick? What's the reason? Is there a song? Know. Is there just a particular like, memory? There's just like a couple songs. Like you know, there's just a couple songs that I happen to like more. Like how do you want it? How do you feel coming up like a mm, in the cash room, living in the fast lane? Now for real. How do you want it? How do you, how want, do you it? want it? How does it feel? <laughs> That's a good song. Oh my god! Okay, was brilliant. Oh my god! Christy Lee just sang "How Do You Want It" by Tupac on "Life yeah, in the Fast and I'm Lane." I'm not a singer, so oh man, <laughs> sorry about that. That was brilliant. Okay, okay, moving on. <laughs> okay. okay, are you verklempt now? Like you a need a bit. minute? Like- a bit. Here's a topic. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm surprising you with my real estate yes, and my like Tupac jams. And <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm learning. I'm, you know, it, it's cool. I feel, I feel like we're becoming closer. This <laughs> is over. I we will it. be closer friends. It. Okay. Now, moving on. Mustangs or Corvettes? Oh God, old or new? You, you tell me. Oh, old Mustang, new Corvette. Okay. <laughs> 69 Mustang, my favorite year to be specific. Okay. And uh, C7 Corvette, 100% all the way until they come out with the new C8. And then I might change my mind because it's supposed to be the best mid-engine ever made. See, let me, for the record, let the record show that Black Moses researches, <laughs> okay? And I try to find the appropriate question to ask, okay? So that, you know, I touch that tone. I touch that pulse. <laughs> And get the response and the reaction desired. Moving on. <laughs> question. If you could take a ride with anyone alive, no longer with us, fictional, non-fictional, biblical, 
mythological, whatever. Who would you ride with? Where would you ride? And what would you be riding? Oh, man, that is a really tough question. That's what I do. That's what I do. Wow. This is is our day. (laughs) All right. I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to get like super sappy and like super deep here. I would take a ride with my grandmother who has passed away because today would have been her 94th birthday. Wow. And I don't care where we went because I'd get to spend another day with her. <laughs> that's, you know what? Aww. That's, no, that's beautiful. What was her name? I'm going to cry. <laughs> what was her name? Kathy. Kathy. Grandma, what, did you call her Grandma Kathy? I called her Graham. Yeah. Graham. <laughs> Just Graham. <laughs> wow. You know what? That's. That's beautiful. Today would have been her 94th birthday. Oh, my goodness. Rest in peace, Graham. Miss you every day. (laughs) Yo, rest in peace, Grams. That's beautiful. Wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Wow. Okay. That got me a little bit. (laughs) I told you. Like, I'm like, I'm going deep. I'm going deep. (laughs) As you you should. As you should. Black Moses appreciates that. (laughs) Okay. Look, Christy Lee, you are... uh, uh, you, you know, you're you're my friend. You're my family. I love you. There is there's so much that you have done. There's so much that you're doing. And I'm enjoying watching your journey as you continue to do more. And I can you know, I'm I, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to you know, you never know. I might turn on whatever channel, whatever show and there you might be doing whatever or I'll show up at whatever track and there you are as well. And we'll go ride and, and hang out. And you're just a joy. I feel blessed to call you my friend and family. I love you. Oh, I love you, too. Thank you. Yeah. Keep it my 100. number one fan. Hey, that's right. Look, hey, make sure that that swag is the appropriate address. <laughs> I'll get your address. I'll get your address. Listen, is there anybody that you want to say thank you to, want to give any shout outs or anything? And most importantly, how can we we talked about social media give a, um, where can we follow you? Where can the listeners follow you at on Instagram, social media, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, shameless plug. I got uh, new episodes of All Girls Garage airing in a couple of months. And then I'm hosting a new show on Motor Trend this year, Garage Squad. It's been around for a couple seasons, but I'm new to the show. That premieres the end of fall. Congrats. Or excuse me, the end of summer, early fall. And then uh, social media. Yeah, you can find me. Um, Instagram and Twitter is at Christy Lee 9 And then Christy Lee Official on Facebook. I love it. I love it. Anybody want to say thank you to Thank you to you, of course, wow. for having me on your show. Wow, shucks. If I was if I was two shades lighter, I'd be blushing. Anyway, <laughs> I said it. I can say it. I'm Black Moses. Damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you're the best. I love it. Hey, Christy Lee. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. You know where it's going to be. Good times. Gonna be good times. Yeah, I'm gonna bring my like extra fab floss game this year Proper. at World Superbike Laguna, so you better be ready. We'll, we'll, do, we'll have a do over and cameras will be rolling, of course. <laughs> of course, I love it. I, I love will it. talk to you soon. I love you, buddy. All right, love you too. Thanks, Alan. 
Well, that's our show for this week. I want to say thank you to my homegirl, my buddy, Christy Lee, for spending some time with her boy, Mr. Black Moses. That's me. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And please, as always, as always, follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at L-I-T-F-L Official, and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like, that share, that subscribe button. Share it with your friends, your family. Tell everybody about the show. We will be right back here next Friday with an all-new episode of Life in the Fast Lane. Hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.